Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so well, let's get jiggy with it. All right. Do you remember that song, Will Smith? Getting jiggy with it. No, I'm, nah, 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 nah. I'm singing it nah, 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 nah. With, jiggy with, with it. something else, but I don't know what. Yes, I do remember that song with Will Smith. Moral of the story. Why Excellent. hasn't Will Smith written a musical? Will somebody get us another drink? Welcome to Jim and Tomic's Musical Theater Happy Hour, your weekly podcast with soda and showboating. Oh, I like that one. Is that from the internet? No, that's, that's an original. It's an original Jeremy Mitchell. I'm literally going to do it till I've squeezed my brain out <laughs> and then we can peel from the internet. But thank you to the people who gave us suggestions. We're keeping a list. They will be used. We're checking it twice. Going to find out who's podcasting nice. Ah, uh. Hey, because none of y'all are naughty. Um, what are you drinking today, Mr. T? Today I am drinking a gin and tonic with just the gin. Did I do that in a good voice? I thought that was, that was, that was close. <laughs> was that supposed to be like your film? <laughs> yeah, did you not hear the like saxophone in the background? In the back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She had legs that kept on going, and the only thing that stopped them was the floor. Was the floor. <laughs> um, I'm drinking uh, Pinot Noir. <laughs> I wish I thought you would. I thought you would get that. No. I thought you would get no, that. No, that's good. That's no. clever. I like that more Excellent. than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Titus Burgess. Mm-hmm. Right. Why? What are we going on about? Well, what's, what's this? Well, I'll tell you. In the song okay. "Beautiful City" from Godspell lies the title of this, the musical we're going to talk about this week. What music? And it's not pale. It's not, it's pale. not pale. I did enjoy. It. Someone, someone commented and said, "Are they just trolling us? Are they just going to do beautiful the Carol King musical?" And I was like, "Ooh, yeah. that would have been good." But no, we're not. We're doing "City of Angels." Three million people in the City of Angels, according to the last census. Easily half of them up to something they don't want the other half to know. We all get sucked in by the lobby. Palm trees finger the sky and there's enough sunshine to lay some off on Pittsburgh. But that's all on top. L.A., truth to tell, is not much different than a pretty girl with the clap.
Yes, we are! The city of angels, not the city, just city of um, Los Angeles, LA. LA. LA in the 40s. Do you have any other names? Uh, Hollywood Land. Because um, you know it's like the big, the big smoke. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the big apple. I, I'm going to try and say this without vomiting. La La Land. I did it. La La Land. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Congratulations. Notice how nobody cares about that anymore. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so, City of Angels. Uh-huh. Uh, music by the wonderful Cy Coleman. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our first Cy Coleman musical. Yeah, who knew it would take us this long? Cy Cy Coleman feels like he's like second string musical theater. I love Cy Coleman, not to put him down, Mm -hmm. but there's, you know, Mm -hmm. Andrew, you got your Webbers, your Sondheims, your Schwartzes, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like your Kaufman and Hearts. And then like, yeah, Coleman is further down on the list. He's written things you know about, but you don't know that he wrote them. Yeah. He's like dancing around with like lesser and um, other people. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's so fab. Uh, wrote hits as such a sweet charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnum, Barnum, love me some Barnum. Mm-hmm. The life the- currently enjoying its first uh, West End premiere. Really, despite the fact it was written in the eighties. Yeah, huh, who knew? Um, did you? You said sweet charity. Will Rogers Follies. That's a big one. Yes, indeed. Oh. Won that Tony Award, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's good. He's he's legit, guys. Yeah. He's legit, he good. And we also discovered that he he wrote he wrote what song was that? Uh, what is it? The song Witchcraft. It's Witchcraft, and uh, the best is yet to come. Uh, Frank Sinatra standard. There you go. He's good, guys. He's good. Um, we also have lyrics by Mr. David Zippel. Gonna say Zippel. Let's go with that. Um, and he uh, wrote the lyrics for Hercules and, get this, Mulan. Really? Yeah, man. David Zippel made a man out of us? He did. Like, that's great. Who knew that? I mean, probably a lot of people. <laughs> but I think that's so cool because they're good. Yeah. They're good. Ly- I mean, Hercules. Yeah. That's got some great yeah. lyrics. No, it's an it's an interesting cross because like Cy Coleman comes from mm, old musical theater, you know, golden agey kind of feeling sort of stuff. Um, yeah. his stuff is more edgy than some of the more traditional golden age stuff. But then yeah, oh definitely with Zipple with the more contemporary lyrical twist of like pop Disney movies, mm-hmm. it's an interesting combo. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's I think it's weird. Like Zipple kind of pulls from. The contemporary in terms of obviously content, yeah, and but he has that really strong tongue in cheek um, style of, of someone like Irving Berlin, yeah, yeah. It, Do you know what I mean with that really high comedy yeah, factor, yeah, especially with, very witty, yeah, very witty, very witty lyrics, very clever lyrics, yeah. um, very clever lyrics, and I, I do think this is interesting because you don't get many. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the books by Larry Gilbert who wrote. One of my all-time favorite movies. Do you know what that is, Tommy? Uh, no. Go to Seago. You're doing a thing that's supposed to make Sweet. me. You've figure, not seen to figure out what you're talking you, about, and you've not seen. T- you call yourself a show queen, and you've not <laughs> seen Tootsie. <laughs> number one, I've not seen Tootsie. Number one, I do not call myself a show queen. Number two, I've not seen Tootsie. <laughs> Oh my god! I like that right. you please, call, please. I watch like that it. you call it because you've not seen, as opposed to what, D- Tootsie. Tootsie. 
Tootsie. Tootsie. Tootsie. <laughs> no, Tootsie. Because um, it's an ooh sound. Uh, the... Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, no, I know of the movie. I have just not oh seen the movie. Jessica Lange. <laughs> Great. We, what I'm going to do, I'm going to fly over there uh-huh. and just bring a selection of like gay movies. I'm really, I'm excited. And I'm going to re-gay you. <laughs> you know, I have to retest to get my gay card recertified. Yeah, yeah. You need to take the test anyway, so you may as well. <laughs> Might as They're well. really up the game because... <laughs> I know. It's getting harder. We've got, we've got high standards. It's really competitive these days. That's, really competitive. That's what I hear. So, um, so yeah. But um, anyway, talking about people, um, it's interesting because you very rarely get someone on each. Right. Yeah. Right? Normally it's like, oh, I'll do musical lyrics, you do book, mm-hmm. or I've got all three. Yeah. Very rarely, I think, do you get... There's a- well, not very rarely, but... It's, it's less common, well, I think, it, to I get think even three of all the combinations is less common, because you get a lot of duos, mm-hmm. you get a lot of mm-hmm. singletons, or you get a lot of, like, music and lyrics and book with additional music and lyrics by so-and-so. Yeah, exactly, like, people having a hand right. in, yeah. Or yeah. then you end up but, with these, like, Disney amalgamations that have 16 authors because someone wrote the movie and someone wrote the plot of the movie and someone wrote the original novel that Mary Poppins is based on and then they brought in a right. new team to co-write and all of a sudden the right. poster is filled with people's names. Exactly. But what these three chaps have done are create a completely original musical yeah and that's that's i think that's really impressive like each of them are kind of masters of their own craft and they really are like yeah they have lots of you know their cv is strong yes um and here they have come together to create a complete original work yeah um so let's talk about it let's let's see what 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 its history is yeah where did it all begin tommy so this musical started uh, it opened on broadway in 1989 ran for a couple years um did did okay mildly popular Mm-hmm. Um and then it it won that won the Tony for best it won Tony musical. best musical it won I think it won book and score as well book book and score as well so there you go if you could, if you needed more yeah <laughs> more testament to the fact that um yeah, yeah. That it was it was good and so then it had a couple West End productions one in ninety three that didn't mm-hmm. that I guess didn't do too well it it didn't really shake so but not um not critically like critically it was really warmly received Uh um was a hit at the olivier awards won olivier for best musical best actor um amongst other i think best director as well like it really really did well Mm -hmm. um but for reasons which we probably will discuss in a little moment um it didn't explode yeah um which is very disappointing, but yeah. So they've just they just revived it recently in 2014, mm-hmm. um, again quite successfully, but it was only a limited run at the Donmar. So there you go. Yeah. Never, never revived on Broadway of all things. Oh, never revived on Broadway. Yeah, for for what? a best musical. I mean, that's basically it. The Broadway production, the two West End productions, and then you know a couple regional yeah. and local productions here and there. But never right. a tour, never a revival. Nothing off Broadway. Yeah. Nothing off West End. Which is yeah. strange for a contemporary best musical winner. You know these yeah. these shows get second lives all over the place. Absolutely. For... So we're going to try and peel apart yeah. why that's why that's happening in a little bit. Um, but let, let's tell you what it's all about. Yeah. So really, it's it's a proper homage, a proper love letter to um, the classic film noir genre of the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's from the get-go, from the first 
stinky saxophone that you've got <laughs> um it, you you get transported to that black and white long shadowed um sexy sultry yeah era and we're um, we're following the story of stone who's a private investigator and mm-hmm. it's it's every stereotype to the nines you know absolutely sexy girl you have walks your femme in. Yep. Yep. He's got his his girl Friday, his secretary. Um and then He's a PI, he's doing a voiceover. And then the action (laughs) freezes and you hear the backspace button on a typewriter, and the actors go back in time and is revealed Stein, the author, who is writing this film noir book as we are watching Mm -hmm. it. Exactly. So yeah, he's been commissioned to turn one of his uh, he's a novelist and he's commissioned to turn one of his novels into a film mm-hmm. um, and he's very excited about this prospect because as we all know from our merrily we roll a long days um that la is the place to go if you want to make money yep. um unless you're in sunset boulevard in which case you will probably fail right. um but if you're in merrily we roll along yep. you're, you're gonna do really well yep. um so he's very excited about making a lot of money he's kind of sacrificed his relationship with his wife she's way back in new york mm-hmm. um and it's kind of all about how he gets shafted by LA. Yeah, it's also on the on the LA story side. I would also say it's pretty stereotypical, like a producer who wants to make all the changes, you know, yeah. and doesn't have quite the respect for the art, um, but is super mm. popular. So how dare you cross him? Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it feels like there's a real there's some real beef there yes i don't know whether it's from um larry gelbart or maybe a kind of a mix of all three of them may have experienced this along the way but of this like the producers and the directors meddling in my story right how dare they kind of idea yeah, yeah. um which is uh, you know it happens yeah. all the time and then of course um, the the shtick of the whole show which is really what it's known for um yeah. is we're seeing both of these stories kind of develop at the same time and all of the film noir stone stories are presented, quote unquote, in black and white. And so mm-hmm. all the cast members are in like very monochromatic outfits and like the set pieces are black and white. And then the L.A. script writing story is in color. And the interplay between those two is where the cleverness and the comedy and the intelligence of this musical comes from. Yeah. Completely. And at the end of Act One, it all kind of gets thrown in its head Mm. as um, magic happens and uh, Stone interacts with his author, um, Stein, and uh, that kind of leads the way for the rest of the the show. yeah, so really, like, that's an interesting concept. It's really clever. It is, it is baffling to me that it's un- that it is original that like they came up right. with this it's so layered to start out with in you know my musical theater assumption world i assume well of course you started with a story and then added this clever twist onto it but no they mm. everything's written from the ground up um completely and like the cleverness you know it, i think the the shtick of watching the thing that someone's writing is done every once in a while. You see it in film sometimes. You know, it happens in Drowsy mm-hmm. Chaperone. Like, you see yeah. those sorts of things all the time. But to really, really dive into it and have mm-hmm. duets between characters in the story and out of the story. And, you know, every actor, save for Stone and Stein, um, plays pretty much a character and a representation of themselves inside the film noir story. Um, yeah. That's super clever. Super clever. Um 
So why does it never get performed? Let's find out after this. Mr. Detective, you've been looking too hard. You should have started looking in your own For Mallory, wanna play lost and found? Well, then here I am on the land. You've been assigned to find out. Okay, so what's going on? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I mean. I enjoy listening to this show. Um, I mm-hmm. I imagine watching this show is actually probably more enjoyable than listening to this show because it has the visual gags and it is it is I think I would say a true on comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't. I think why it didn't do too well is because it's not it's not particularly stunning in any of its individual execution things. It's very like once explored, it's quaint. You know, dig further. Um. Okay. Let's. So, like, what do you mean? But what do you mean by quaint? Sorry. What's the moral of this musical? Well, that's I think an interesting thing in its own right. Um, because by the end of the show, it flips the whole film noir idea on its head. Right. Because one of the one of the key features of film noir, um, is that. Uh, they often don't have happy endings. They're often really melancholic, right. quite dark yeah. towards the, the end. The private eye gets shot. Um, normally someone, yeah, yeah. someone's dead. Um, you know, in the case of something like Sunset Boulevard, he's already dead right. from, the, yeah. from the get-go. Ends up in the pool. Um, yeah. And very rarely do you end with a lovely big happy ending, which is exactly what City of Angels right. is about. Right. And I think that that, it, it plays into the hands of... Um, kind of what was happening to Stein. Right. And that his producer was being like, let's make it a lovely happy let's ending. Let's change it, let's da, change da, da, da. it. And then... This is what people want. Right. And it, it's got almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. That... But I mean, that, I guess... ends that, up being a happy ending. That's kind of what I feel, because that doesn't... That feels accident... That feels unintentional. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're trying to say something there. I think they're trying to end yeah. their musical... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to this show to be like ready to get my life changed. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. to me, it's a really just enjoyable conceit with yeah. lots of enjoyable yeah. little but I, bits and bobs in but it. I, you know, I, I think, I think that's why it's not terribly successful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, music like people don't go out humming the scenery, um, and this is a show based around the scenery. There's, there's catchy, yeah. there's catchy tunes in this, but there aren't tunes you play on the radio. Um, mm-hmm. There's catchy tunes in this, but they're not tunes that stand outside of the show. Um, mm-hmm. The 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 plot is kind of quaint, and I wouldn't say meandering, but like. We're not taken on an epic journey here to there. There's even not a really specific, like, this is the conflict, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, 
that makes I, I mean yeah I would I would agree I would agree that definitely it's there's there's lots it's, it's quite convoluted it's a very intricate story yeah you know there's about like 40 different scene changes yeah. which in its own right is mental um and I would say yeah definitely very intricate but you can't well I don't know I feel it, it it's a shame to say that for City of Angels you know you don't deserve to do well um because your book is a bit complicated when if you think about all of the other musicals right. that don't have a polished book which is you know I, I would say more than half of the musical theater genre yeah doesn't have a polished book and yet can still maintain levels of success um yeah because i think you only need to look at um you know someone like Android Weber, right right who is you know some some like cats okay yeah i know i'm cats trash <laughs> but it's you know to show me the 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 good right. plot do you know what right. i mean that, that you have yeah. there uh, um, i would i would challenge the cats comparison because cats is so out there but take something like phantom which mm-hmm. has a million different characters and a bunch of different subplots but yeah. phantom you can plug your ears and look at and be like ah yeah. yes bad guy good guy lady mm-hmm. like you know, you, you can yeah. walk through the simplest explanation of the plot on it. Whereas, like, City of Angels has a really interesting plot, and it took us several minutes to kind of get through. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we still haven't talked about anything that happens to Stone, the private investigator, mostly because it's, like, not really important or pivotal to the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the stuff that happens to Stein is, is, to me at least, as boring and uninteresting as some of the plot in La La Land. Um, where it's like, I get it, right. life is hard, art's a struggle, blah, 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 oh, you poor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy this show, but I th- yeah. think that's why, like, there's nothing, you know, what do you put on the poster of City of Angels, not knowing the branding of it? There's not a good thing to point at that this show is mm-hmm. about or represented by. And like So you think you think it's just not marketable. You think that's why it's never been picked up again. I, I think so. Maybe that's the point I'm trying to make. Um yeah. and like not marketable comes down to a couple things. Like not marketable because there's nothing to market. Um not marketable because not because it's complicated. Because like mm-hmm. the plot of Into the Woods is complicated, but Mm-hmm. you know sondheim hold your hand th- hand through it um mm-hmm. the plot of this is complicated is almost unnecessarily complicated at points maybe i don't know i think definitely towards the end of the second act yeah but i think that is just a f- just a, a kind of fault of the show yeah um but again i would say that it's it's got many friends in the musical theater oeuvre yeah um that that share that exact same trait of that tricky second act. We've talked about it yeah. before, you know? Yeah, second act's um, hard. That they're very, very tough. And yet, you know, you see a lot of them over and over and over again. Right. Um, I, do, I have a couple of theories as to why yeah. it, it, didn't, it didn't land. Um, one of them is timing. Okay. So if we look at Broadway mm-hmm. in this time, mm-hmm. this time period, so... Um, Obviously, it was 1989 mm-hmm. that it opened. Um, what are we just about to get? We're about to get the unveiling of Andrew Lloyd Webber mm-hmm. to the world and the takeover yeah. um, of AL Dubs. So, again, we've talked about this to the death about kind of why Andrew Lloyd Webber was so successful mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Where did that come um, from? Yeah. 
And, you know, there were always these kind of, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Casualties mm-hmm. that kind of sit here because, because of the timing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it is really, because one of, one of the main reasons we always said about Android Weber taking over mm-hmm. is because of the dearth um, that the 80s AIDS crisis yeah. created yeah. in the gay community. Yeah. Um, a lot of the gay community were writers for the theatre. Um, and But yet here we have, you know, three stalwarts of the theatre mm-hmm. um, creating a completely original piece of work um, that is really great and really solid. Mm-hmm. Um and even, you know, I would say beats cats yeah. down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and yet it, it just doesn't get a look in. So yeah. I can imagine by its its second year um, on Broadway, people were just getting ready for this mega musical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The birth of the mega musical was happening. And so this more kind of, it's not a concept musical, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. <laughs> do you know what it, I mean? Well, it's, it's fun it's and it's, of, it's very old school, golden agey. Um, yeah, that it's it's really got that vibe, yeah. doesn't it? it? Like it, it's got yeah, yeah. Um, and so they they kind of weren't here for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it faded into dust. Um, and I would I would think that's exactly what happened in the West End. Um, I know a fair amount of critics kind of believe that, and that this was the the kind of birth of the idea that the West End audience, um is a little bit dumber mm-hmm. than the Broadway audience and, uh, you know, just wants to go see a, a nice, simple lark as opposed to what he's a character and he's a book, a, yeah. a book and I don't, what are you? You're the same person, you're different. Right. I have to think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, at the time, maybe the West End audience wasn't here for that because they wanted their Miss Saigons and their right. Evitas and their yeah. blah, 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 Lamezes and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, so I I think it was a, a a casualty of its time. Yeah. Um. Now when it comes to uh, tours, uh-huh. we mentioned that it's never really had many successful tours, mm-hmm. if any. Yeah. Um. It it's a very complex musical to stage. Yes, it is. Yes, it very much is. Right. Because the there are two worlds that have nothing in common, and needs they have some very specific requirements. Yeah to like very very specific yeah. and like otherwise um, the 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 shtick doesn't convey exactly and it is a shtick i would 100 percent submit to that yeah. that it is a oh come and see this cool thing that we do right. yeah in um, in the same way you know come watch us crash a chandelier on the stage like i don't right, i don't think like, we're in an art form that's above that i ain't penalizing it because it's a cool shtick yeah. it's very yeah. very cool and I, I love it um so that would make it very difficult to just pack up in a box right. and travel around right. the country with. Um, as well, orchestra-wise, mm-hmm. you'd have to be an extremely talented orchestrator to dumb this down and still get that vibe. Yep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That that big, strong 1940s schmaltzy vibe. Yep. Um, and obviously, you ain't having an orchestra when you're touring. Right. So, so what are you going to... What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so I think there's lots of these different reasons. I don't know. There may be something that people might just secretly hate cycle because <laughs> it's the same. It's almost the same with the life yeah, as well. Stuff like just never we've quite... only just got the life on the West End, yeah. and it's been out since 1990. He never, like, he never breaks free of something. Yeah, there's there is something. There is a little something. Yeah, 
And I don't know, because I, I, again, I almost kind of feel the same with Barnum. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, like, there's a little something where I'm just like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Why? What is, is that? It, is it marketing? Or, you know, maybe it's the sort of thing, who knows? We're not biographers, but maybe they're, you know, maybe size very uh, stuck in the decisions he makes. And, like, there is that room for that little improvement during production yeah. that never happens. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, or, you know we're putting a lot of the weight on sign maybe it was um maybe it was um gilbert mm-hmm. uh who you know was playing into his stein role and was like i ain't touching this book yeah <laughs> girl this is perfect <laughs> perhaps um i don't know i just find it really really interesting because you know we talk a lot about oh there's no original musicals there's no original mm-hmm. musicals here's an original musical that's very good yeah do you know what i mean right um, and never made it and anywhere yet, yeah. And everyone's like, what is it? Yeah. The- yeah. City of but, Angel? LA? But I feel like <laughs> I really do, you know, maybe maybe this is one of our <coughs> hashtag patented disagreements. Um, mm-hmm. I I like this musical. I think it's very good. I think there's lots of room for improvement. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, despite how much we've gone on and on about it being complex, the characters mm-hmm. are pretty simplistic. Um, mm-hmm. They're pretty one-dimensional. I don't feel like any of the characters in either of the story happened before the show or continue to happen after the show, obviously. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, whereas like the baker from into the woods goes on living his life completely changed and like has a whole, and like had a whole past that brought him into this show. Um, mm-hmm. And some of that I think comes from the basis of non-original musicals. Um, mm-hmm. is like you have a whole story and a back, you know, we saw it with all um, our great Comet interviews about like when you have all of War and Peace to set up your character, you have so many things you can develop and pull on and like it creates these deep, deep multifaceted characters. Whereas with something like this, where all mm-hmm. you have is the text of the libretto, you there's some shallowness there that I, you know, maybe not, maybe doesn't end up written down in a New York Times review, but I think is mm-hmm. is felt by Joe Tourist when he comes in to see this kind of show. It's like, oh, what a fun yeah. night. Yeah. But I, again, you know, it's, I don't think it ever calls out to being a big, a big hitter in that respect. I don't think it's ever trying to say, I'm going to be in Into the Woods. Right. I think it's trying to say, I'm a Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, or I'm a... Uh, something similar. I'm a catch me if you can. I'm a yeah. drowsy chaperone yeah. even. But, Do you know what I mean? But even though, um, so like maybe drowsy chaperone aside, um, but dirty rotten scoundrels. Those characters have passed and are interesting and like yeah, but it's because based on you know, I don't right. Know, but like, like I think that's the problem. Uh, maybe I don't know. Is that it doesn't have a basis, and so yeah. like it. It almost feels like if I, when I'm writing my book, how to write an original musical, the first step uh-huh. is to go not write a musical and then turn that into a musical. Like mm-hmm. figure out a really fleshed out, deep down, well thought out story before you mm-hmm. ever pull out you know your blank score sheet. Um, Make sure these characters are real, are three-dimensional, have, you know, families and grudges and gripes, and then pull the, you know, find the three days that make up your musical and just pull those yep. pieces. Okay. Yeah, I do I do definitely see what you mean. I would say it has too many characters. Yes. There's lots and lots of characters here. But then it all fits into the film noir 
genre. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because these, if you think of something like um, the Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. um, which is like, um, well, one of the only film noirs I've seen. It's mm-hmm. um, a good one to choose. Like classic ones, yeah. That you, again, you don't. At the end of that film, you're not like. Gosh, what would you know? Their their lives after that, you're just like, yeah. and there was that yarn, and it's done, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like it it fits into its own box really well. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think I think it does, and it is a really enjoyable night. Yes. Um, and again, we this is the the two sides of the coin that we sit on. I don't mind going for a nice enjoyable night at the theater, right? I'd and you often more do. want to be challenged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so. But and again, like I don't think, you know, I would say that you as Mr. Challenge are in the, would say more in the minority. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. most audience goers do just want to go and have a nice night. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A nice enjoyable night. So why wouldn't they like yeah, I would, City of Angels? Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> I think of people like my mom um, who would want to, who mm-hmm. are probably in the nice, enjoyable night kind of camp. But I still yeah. think they have a more enjoyable night when they can still leave the theater and be like, oh, yeah, we can talk about this thing. Or like, how mm-hmm. interesting, you know, like very plot point sort of stuff. Um, right. Even if it's the, you know, even if it's Beauty and the Beast or something really mm-hmm. simplistic, like, they're still. I don't know. I don't know. You're not going to leave Beauty and the Beast being like, right, so let's have the chat and about the debate about bestiality. Right. But um, but you're also, you're also not going to leave Beauty and the Beast being like, oh, golly gee, what a nice fluffy night of fun. Like Beauty and the Beast is a story about love and romance and, you know, the challenges of exterior ugliness and like whether you can fall in love with someone's heart or someone's face. Like that's the whole Gaston Beast sort of thing. Like that's mm-hmm. deep down well, inside then- of Beauty and the Beast. And I do- but then would you not, well, would you not leave this being like, you know, the Hollywood machine, are you going to fall into that, you know, I mean, greed pattern? Are you going to try and fight against that? Yeah. The, the, mor- you know I mean? the moral of City of Angels pretty much seems to be like, gosh, Hollywood sucks. The only way to get out of it is to pretend, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's not like a, and, and here's how Stein saved his book, like... Not believably. It's funny. It's a big old... It's literally a punchline. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not... You know, it's a it's a cop-out. It's a deus ex machina. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess I have problems with that, I think. It's still, it's yeah. still very much developing in my mind. This is a musical uh-huh. where, like, I like it and I shouldn't. You know? It, through, an, yeah. through analysis, through I talking say- about it, I this uh-huh. doesn't check the boxes that I normally like to check with a musical. Yeah, but it's still. But I think recommend. the sum of its parts uh-huh. make it really great. Okay. Do you know? I mean, I really do because I think the music, and we'll get on to talk about this in a bit. Actually, in fact, let's talk about it right now. All right, let's talk music. Here we go. Ready? 
time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I think the music of this show is really fantastic and some of Cy Coleman's best work. Yes. Um... He's he's an he's such an odd one. Mm-hmm. We've, I know we've already kind of teased this already, but I remember like the first time I ever saw Sweet Charity, and I was just like, "What is what is this?" And yeah, it was one of those it like planted a little earworm uh-huh. in my head, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, I need to listen to that again, yeah. please." And then suddenly I find myself listening to it on repeat and repeat and repeat and picking out bits. Because it just it, it it sits there. Yeah, exact same thing happened with Barnum. Yeah, um, I mean, and I kind of grew mentally obsessed with Barnum. Um, and City of Angels mm-hmm. again, this the same kind of thing. Um, not across the board. Mm-hmm. Some of it, Barnum, like you know, I I could listen to Barnum forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this has ebbs and flows, but I love its ebbs. Yes, or the flows. Yes. I don't know what the good one would be out of those. <laughs> Probably the flows. Yes. I really love the flows. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? So, and yeah, I don't know. I just think it's fab. But let's talk Let's talk a little bit about the lyrics. Okay. The, I mean, this is where... I think that's an interesting... I, I go back and forth, like, within specific songs. So let's, I don't know, how about uh, the tennis song? Um, yeah. Which is a great duet and is, like, the sort of duet that if it showed up at a 54 Below Cabaret, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, awesome. You've picked something that people song. don't know a lot about but is, like, really cleverly wit- written. Um, and so, yeah. you know, it's they're talking about tennis, but they're not talking about tennis. They're talking about sex. But it's about tennis. Mm-hmm. And so it's an innuendo duet um, akin to, you know, You're the Top or Friendship from Anything yeah. Goes, um, which is great. But then it has some lazy rhyming in it, which rubs me the wrong way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you see him at home on the court. Let's say that I've played around. Great. We're setting up the innuendo. Well, you don't look like the sort. You're just that. That is a forced rhyme to me. Like, well, you don't. Do you think? A little bit. Like this. This song has these kind of side. Like, uh, what's another similar one? Um what I would say, lazy rhyming in that song would be the repetition of courts. Right. They should have picked a song you can, or a word you can rhyme more with. Because, like, um, I'm good for more than one set. Uh, for more than one set. But I promise I'll show no regret if you beat me. My backhand is really my fort. Shall we say the yeah, but that's ball funny. is in your court? Right. It's funny. It's a funny joke. And but the ball being in your court is not specifically a tennis metaphor about sex in this particular moment. As good as my backhand is clearly my fort, like they've hidden their best jokes not in the last line of the stanza. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're being really picky here. You, y- yes. <laughs> Do you know? What I mean, I think to say that that is bad is unfair. I want it to be better because the other parts are better like 
Uh-huh. There, there are interior parts of the song that are better than the repeated chorus parts or than like the punchline similar rhyme at the end of stanzas. And mm-hmm. flip that. Put your good work where it matters. Um, okay. You know, it, it bugs mm-hmm. me. It's not something that I'm like, ah, City of Angels, the worst. But it's the sort of yeah. thing where like I listen to the tennis song like, oh, I like this. I wish it was a little better. Okay. Um. That's, a, that's so interesting because the tennis song is probably one of the bigger songs from the show. Right. So, like, um, um, uh, I think I understand your racket. I'm not in your league, but you can hack it. Fine. Um, this game mm-hmm. commences with love. Very funny. Very punny. Great. Um, well, I think love is a bore. Still great. Let's give mm-hmm. the tempo a shove and raise the stakes a bit more. Throwaway lines. Unnecessary. Let's give the tempo a shove. Are we making a musical reference? I don't think tempo is a tennis term unless it's a really deep tennis term. Um, and even if mm-hmm. it is, it's not a common enough one that me, layperson musical theater listen to, can understand your reference. And then yeah. and raise the stakes a bit more. This is just a throw line, throwaway line so you can get the rhyme. One thing I'm positive of, it's time for someone to score. You're setting up your punchline. Pick a better rhyme than more. Like These sorts of things bug me. Yeah, but um, it's a sort. It's I, for, I, can't, I can't come on to because I think uh huh. I I think I understand your record. I'm not in your league, but you can hack it. Like that's that's good. That's good. That's that's a good rhyme. Right. But that's like a really good rhyme. Right. And Do you know what I mean? and so then then when they get to let's give the tempo then, a like, shove and raise the stakes a bit more. I want it to be good as racket and hack it. Like yeah, but mm-hmm. but that's that's uh that's less lyrical and more. Still, because obviously they're being like, hey, fourth wall break, uh, let's come towards the end of the song. Do you know what I mean? Because we've been repeating ourselves for a long time in this melody. Yeah. We're driving towards the end. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, but like, um, skip it, you know? Um, this game commences with love. Well, I think love is a bore. One thing I'm positive of, it's time for someone to score. Like, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You can totally cut it. And the song is just as funny. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like a rough draft. Um, and I feel... Th- I don't know. I think you're being over... I think you're being over... Gosh, I don't think it's a rough draft at all. I think there's too much good in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sondheim also has throwaway lines. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I think fewer the, so, The best though. writers always have throwaway lines. I think fewer so. I would... I, I think... Like, I think you can go through Into the Woods pretty... With a pretty fine-tooth comb, and it would be hard to come across something that doesn't at least serve two or three purposes. Whereas, like, let's give the tempo a shove and raise the stakes a bit more. Mm-hmm. There are little internal rhymes in there. We're not telling you anything about the character. We're not telling you anything about the plot. We're, like, repeating a musical phrase to build up tension in the song, maybe. Um, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know it's it. I I feel bad that I don't like it. Um, I just want it. I, yeah, I think I think that's being. I I don't know. I worry that that's looking for problems. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, but that's what we. Because I'm sure, like, but that's what yeah. we do. Yeah, but then I don't know. I feel like there's there's shows that we've done where we would sing their praises. Yeah. In, it's, not look at the faults because we just love them so much. I think Do you know for, what I mean? maybe for me then maybe this is what I'm feeling and maybe at the beginning too. It's mm-hmm. tiny things like this that happen 
over and over throughout this musical that make it, mm-hmm. you know, B minus, B plus, and why mm-hmm. it's not as, why it doesn't come across as stunning as it should be. Because for every stunning, interesting rhyme, there's a throwaway line in the same song. Um, and like with one, with one more look through with a little tune up that, you know, it tightens the ship. And like, but wouldn't that ma- lift it from great to perfect? Yes, I mean, bad musicals are made up of tiny bad moments. Bad musicals, bad musicals that are this successful. I'm not saying this is a bad musical. Musicals mm-hmm. that have like unsuccessful moments. Generally, it's not because one big thing is wrong with them. It's because a bunch of tiny little things are wrong with them. Um, mm-hmm. And like the tiny little things in this one are fixable. The tiny little things in this one, like are the things you work out during previews. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, based on production research history, it doesn't seem like this was particularly rushed or particular. Like, this is the thing they they were like, this is the one. Not at all. But I think it's obvious that work's gone into it because there are so many really smart rhymes and lyrics throughout the whole show. Do you know what I mean? It's not just, oh, here's, here's my good lyric song. Here's my patter song. Like, there's so much innuendo. The comedy is really on point. Yeah. Um, their internal rhymes are insane. Like, so, yeah. so good. Um, and again, throughout across the board. I think that's so commendable. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's say uh, another one I wrote down. Lost and Found. Um, mm-hmm. Short little song, actually. Um, sung mm-hmm. slow, because it's a ballad. Uh, yeah. Teasing lips, pleasing thighs, easy on private eyes is a really funny mm-hmm. joke right and it's Definitely. and it's not a it's not a haha joke it's like ah, a clever joke because um, mm-hmm. it's like easy on the eyes is a saying and i'm gonna take all the humor out by walking through the comedy of it, <laughs> right but easy on the eyes is a saying he is a private eye he's a private investigator easy on private eyes like that's great when mm-hmm. sung because it's such an extended ballad you miss some of the comedy in that joke because of the musical phrasing of easy on private eyes or whatever the heck it is it takes a I, long I, but time I didn't to miss get it. i thought it, i don't know i didn't miss it i got it all right maybe i'm stupid <laughs> no i don't think you're stu- i don't think you're stupid i think you're just looking for the best like you're you're fine tooth combing it and finding those nits yeah but i mean just, like, like nibbling on the scalp but it feels like something about this show doesn't quite fit maybe maybe to me mm-hmm. maybe just to me but like maybe that's it. something about no, i'm sure i'm sure there will be people that do agree with you because it doesn't get performed right do you know but what like I mean? and so there it, it it feels doubly sad because you know um what is it like the ending of what you don't know about women? Like, right. like it's wonderful. It's great. And like put that the, energy. The body system. So fun. Yeah. Put those ener- those, that energy into the everything, you know, don't let, I think, I don't know. I think it's there. That's so funny. I think it's there. Huh. Um, do you know what I mean? Fascinating. Like I, I forgo, a lot of the, I guess what you would regard as throwaway lyrics. Uh-huh. Um, but even then, I don't think there's vast amounts of them in here. I don't think there's vast amounts. Especially compared to other shows. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why they stick and, out to me more. Is because everything else seems seems very meticulously placed. Um, mm-hmm. And so you end up with some of these tiny throwaway moments. 
Like, just like even the whole conceit of something like It Needs Work. Yeah. You, I mean, the whole song is double entendre. Yeah. Like, that's so, that's so smart. It's yeah. so smart. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel there's two, it's, you know what I mean? You to th- say that you think I'm being too harsh. Bad. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's it is your opinion, and and there will a hundred percent be people that agree with you. Um, but I don't know. I think to to think, uh, well, I'm not going to listen to that one because the lyrics aren't that great. You're going to miss out on so many amazing right lyrical moments. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To just kind of to say, there's a bad point, so I'm going to yeah. ignore. I think. Do you know what I mean? I wonder, huh? And this, I mean, you know this, but it's worth saying. These are this is like mm-hmm. an opinion I'm still figuring out in my mind. Yeah. So like it's still in progress. So like another one I thought about, and this one I don't have an explicit opinion about, but is somewhere uh-huh. near these things I've been talking about. Um, it needs work. Um, mm-hmm. your fiction has always had a little grit in it, a little heart in it, a little wit in it. It used to be uh-huh. so clear that there was art in it if you had written it. Uh, so you must go and spit in it and come to think of it. Your writing always mirrors our relationship. We're rhyming in it over and over and over again. It's an identity rhyme. And identity mm-hmm. rhymes like this are often the sorts of things that I would call lazy rhyming. I like right. this one because it keeps happening and happens uh-huh. more than just once or twice. Um, yeah, and, it's intention. And this song it's, is you know, filled with this, these kind of identity rhymes. Like, this this song has my favorite rhyme, and probably up there, in one of my favorite lines in musical theater of all time, uh-huh. forever, is your fertilized, don't fertilize yes. in his work. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, and what, what makes your fertilized, don't fertilize work, it's literally the next thing. But with dangers cropping up and sweet young strangers popping up like weeds. So if you yeah. if you wish official pardoning, you better do a little gardening. We're already setting up this gardening metaphor. Um, you needn't be so generous with your seeds, double meaning there, and then with the punchline, your fertile lies won't fertilize. It's great. It's And like has it's the setup masterful. to the rhyme. It's masterful. Right? So like in a musical with that, when you have... This game commences with love. I think love's a bore. Let's give the tempo a shove and raise the stakes a bit more. It makes me a that's little... Two, that's two lines. And it, it, but they, they serve an artistic purpose as opposed to as opposed to a, a lyrical wit purpose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as in we're gunning towards the end here. It's that wink to the audience. Like, I realize we've been going on a bit in this song of this back and forth. We're going to increase the speed. But in a... You know, you could kind of put it into a match because the tempo of the back and forth of a racket... Do you know what I mean? See, and like, you're going... As much as I've gone very far to find this little nitpicky thing, I feel like now you're going even further to find a way to justify it. You know? It should be... Well, yeah, but I but I don't have anything wrong with it. So I'm trying to yeah. bring you to the to the point of being like, ah, okay, that... Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that'll be it's it. A, it's, a, it's a part in the show where those two lines could have been anything, and this is what they picked. And it's, a, you know, mm-hmm. a simple, unthought-out choice. Okay. That's what bothers okay. me, I guess. Well, we'll get in touch with <laughs> we'll with get in the, touch with, the with uh, David Zippel, and he will we'll, we'll let him know. Uh, let us know what the <laughs> hell he was thinking about when he did those atrocious two lines. Goodness gracious! I bet you like to play rough. I like to work up a sweat. 
And you just can't get enough I'm good for more than one set But I promise I'll show no regret If you beat me My backhand is clearly my forte Shall we say the ball is in your court? No one ever plays with me I thought your next of kin did My husband never plays with me He's too easily winded You leave me breathless too I may lack form and finesse, but I warm up in a jiff. It's not exciting unless the competition is stiff. I think I understand your racket. I'm not in your league. But you can hack it. This game commences with love. Well, I think love is a bore. Let's give the tempo a shove. And raise the stakes a bit more. One, One thing, thing I'm positive of, it's time for someone to score. Tell me how you like to play. On grass or clay and every day. They're both okay. Shall we say the ball is in your court? I think with this show, so mm-hmm. the awful, abysmal lyrics aside, <laughs> um, <laughs> I and again another reason. <coughs> excuse me. Well, another reason why I think it's a shame that it doesn't get performed more mm-hmm. is the many millions of opportunities for creatives out there. Yes. Right. Um. A really good example, because obviously, you know, technology is a wonderful thing and it grows at an exponential rate. So productions in their original day, even if it was something like the 90s, mm-hmm. um, are going to look very, very different nowadays. Yeah. So a really nice example is looking at the um, Donmar revival mm-hmm. and seeing if you can uh, see some pictures from that, because they do some amazing stylistic things. Yeah. Um, there and really kind of utilizing modern technology um it's very it's so from it's very projectiony and kind of uh uh video screen e or am i thinking of a different yeah there's they use they use a lot of projection work um which is a great a great way to kind of show off the the movie yeah aspect of it you know i mean um but just you know the the way that lighting is developed Mm -hmm. you know if you if think about something like ghost which, you know, if you can tour Ghost and have a blue guy on the stage walking around, right. like, we're in a good place where you can do something interesting with a black and white movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so from a design perspective, uh, you've got a feast. Yes. A feast right there. Um, and also, you know, the 1940s mm-hmm. isn't an era that gets touched on too much. And musical theatre. I guess that's pretty too. I've never thought about it. Do you know what that. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a strange one because we have the 30s. Yeah. In all of its decadence. And then we jump to the 50s. Yeah. And the 40s. That kind of... I guess because it is 
wartime. Right, so there's not a lot of... So, if, of unless it's a war musical. Unless it's about war, right. yeah, exactly. So, um, but to, you know, dip into this really kind of sexy film noir aesthetic, which is extremely typical of yes. the 40s, yeah. um, I think is really cool. So you've got a lot of chance to play with, with that, yeah. um, with your set design, which is great. Um on an acting front, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's how a much huge fun would cake. this be? Yeah, like uh, everyone plays two characters except for Stein and Stone. Um, yeah, and to bounce back and forth, and how are you going to make them just similar enough but different enough? Exactly. Yeah, because everyone everyone wants to you know if you're an actor you want to play as cool things as you possibly can and as many things as you possibly can. Right. So you know if you can get two. Uh, three-dimensional characters given to you yeah. that you can kind of have a lot of fun with um, and that are similar but very contrasting. Mm-hmm. That's so much yeah. fun. Do you know, I mean, that's such a feast. Yeah. Um, so that's great. I- um, choreographically. Yes, especially with the kind of jazz Coleman underneath sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and very kind of... Very interesting music in a, in a kind of complex way mm-hmm. um so if you were a choreographer it's not just your typical rhythm yeah well and it's do you know what i mean it's the kind of show that calls for choreography but never a dance break um yeah and so it's so you're happy well I, <laughs> that wasn't gonna be my point oh, no. um like you it's that to me makes it a challenge. Whereas like a dance break, a dance break is a feast. Like, yeah. you, you know, do you have this many measures? It needs to be vaguely related to what's happening, but that's about it. Um, yeah, make it totally. more related if you can, but who cares? Um, yeah. Whereas like this sort of thing where all the choreo, there are moments where we should be dancing, but it needs to yeah. be about very explicitly about the story that's happening right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's a challenge. Yeah, and but there's, there's, I think there's also moments where it can be super stylistic. Yeah, because obviously, you know, we're looking at a movie in real life, right? So, you know, you've been given the stylistic card straight away from the get go. It's like go have fun, right? Um, I think that's really great and uh, an exciting thing. Um, and then finally, with the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy moly! Oh, I I don't know. I just imagine this would be an MD's dream. It's great. I mean, it might be their nightmare because it's really bloody hard. But it, I don't know. I I t- it, for me, I would just want to sink my teeth into it mm-hmm. and just really play around because obviously one of the most iconic things about film noir is the music. Mm-hmm. Do you know? What I mean, that's that's really what you think about. Yeah. Um, when you think that you think about that dirty side that's kind of like underscoring yeah that is it makes the genre um, exactly and it's very um very dramatic and it really it tells its own story mm-hmm. um and if you're an md you can get to play with that so much mm-hmm. do you know what i mean to work out well what story am i gonna tell with the music yeah um and then f- the final final <laughs> the the um what are they called? The Angel Four? Yeah. The Four Angels? The, the do-up group? The, the, right. They're like the, the school board of this show from Music Man. Right. Yeah. Angel City Four, that's what they're called. Yeah. So, like, what? What a great that is... concept and idea to, like, put the sound in your musical, in an in-world kind of way. 
Absolutely. Like, I don't know enough about history to know how that fits into the time period. It feels... Do you know what I mean? I, I mean... Because it's like, it's like Barbershop Plus. Yeah, it's it's like doo-woppy scat jazz. Um, it is, yeah, it is. That's it, exactly. But, like, did they ever do that in... The four in four so, like I mean, four part close harmony. The, the weird. I don't think it would ever have been quite as complex. I think what it what strikes me as weird about it. It feels somewhat forties, but not very film noir. Um, yeah, it, I guess it's it's kind of Andrew's sisters. Yeah, exactly. But you'd never have the Andrew sister singing in the background of a film noir movie. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, exactly. But this does it well. Like it it something about it fits. Like everybody's got to yeah. be somewhere, and those like. Th- you know, four-part dissonant harmonies they hit at the end of those notes, or like yeah, when they all like, slide talk off. Talk about them. an earworm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I that stays in my head. Super catchy. Um, and just the over the kind kind of overture, right. I guess the scat overture. Yeah. Um, it sets you up right from the get go. Yeah. And that's the thing. And again, to to defend it again, mm-hmm. like um, if I was sat in a theater mm-hmm. and out popped four cats. And they started scatting an overture. Uh-huh. I'd be like, "I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready." I mean, <laughs> Do you know, what I mean, like that would that would blow my face I, off. I, I feel like it's if a, it was done well. It's a double edged sword. The music of this show, um, yeah, because it is so complex. It is complex and catchy and difficult to hum. Um, yeah, and I think that is for better or for worse uh, one of the the death knells of a musical. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, like, uh it does have a couple of moments like because like you're nothing without me. Yeah, that's the thing you can hum. Is the, the tennis song? Is the finale that um, "Catch Me If You Can" wishes it had? Right, exactly. Um, I think it's a complete copycat. Sorry, but that's a different right, story. Yeah, but then um, you get you know parts of you don't know about women are very very catchy and hummable, and then the ending bit, yeah. the lyrics of which I'll never know. You know, no, no one will ever. Right? No, no idea. Exactly. It's wonderful. Can't hum it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I can only imagine. Like, see if you're performing that, and it'd be interesting. Joe, I'd be interested to know actually if any of our listeners have ever done, City done an Avengers. amateur show because, like, I I've never seen anyone. I do haven't this either. On an it feels level. it it feels very uh, college appropriate. Um, big cast, uh-huh. lots of female roles. Not very well done. Not very often done. Rather, um, yeah, like stuff to research. You could talk about film noir till your eyes are blue um yeah with this sort of thing but no i've never i've i very rarely i guess there's not a big chorus yeah maybe that's a big chorus yeah it's a it's a it's a a show of leads (sighs) right you know and i think that's fine um but i do find it very interesting but no i'd be i would love to know if any of our listeners um uh, did do this show and if any of our listeners played gabby and uli Mm. um and just to know how the hell you managed <laughs> maybe, to do that. Maybe that's the maybe there aren't words at that ending bit, and they've just been baffling us for years. It just sounds like sounds. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds that make that make a word yeah. a word like noise. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, potentially because like the fact that as well, it's like close harmony, right? Right with with extremely intricate close harmony. Yeah, with difficult lyrics. Like that must just be one of those moments in theater where you just. Ride on it. You're just like, I'm just gonna dive in. Yep. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Did I do it? 
doesn't matter it's the end right close enough it is i (laughs) I did find it really interesting uh what you don't know about women was both the tony award song and it looked like the 2014 olivier's maybe um right some like the i always this is a thing i always find so fascinating is like what from this show are you going to present as the one song that you're going to convince your biggest audience to like come see your thing like what what are you what are you going to showcase from this um and mm-hmm. that what you don't know about women is what they picked is interesting because it's not about yeah. Stone or Stein. Um, and like in each one, they have to like end cap it with tiny little scenes about the actual main characters <laughs> so that we can pretend this is a musical about these people. Um, yeah. It's always fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, do you know, it's, it's an interesting thing um, about the, the, the women in this show. Mm. We, we love our women. Yes. We love our feminist shows. Um, I'm not going to say that City of Angels is the height of feminist literature. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But um, it does have some nice, yeah. interesting moments. And to be honest, film noir yeah. as a genre really plays an interesting card into the feminism debate. Yeah. Because it kind of gave birth to the femme fatale. Yes. It gave birth to I'm a woman in the driving seat yeah. and I'm using my sexuality. Yeah. And there's, I mean, um, it's right, consciously. ripe for debate and problems. The idea of like, mm-hmm. you know, a woman using her sex appeal as power um, yeah. is is either fabulous or awful, depending upon how you look at it. Um, exactly, exactly. Um, and you know, often she's using her sex appeal to cover up the fact that she's committed murder. Right. And, you know, yeah. I guess you can or like, that. There's the, but, um, there's the imbalance of like, you'd never see a, a like a guy walking into a PI's office and be like, hmm, so what do you think? And like slowly unbuttoning his shirt. Like that's not... I mean, I would, I would be into that. I think that would be a fabulous film yes. noir that someone should make, <laughs> but I don't know if it exists. <laughs> um, it probably does, isn't it? <laughs> City of what would you call that? Uh, City of angels. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, done. I'm dead. That's it. That was good. Uh, um, interesting. I'll put it in the show notes. The um, director of the Donmar production mm-hmm. uh, wrote a really good article. Um, as like a, pre- a preview for for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of talks about her motivations for doing it. Um and why you know why she because it's the first musical she'd ever directed and why she picked city of angels uh-huh. um to do because you wouldn't pick you know yeah, what i mean no you, one you wouldn't look clearly at the cards no one picks like, city of hmm, angels right here we go yeah. so she she gives her own justifications as, as to why she goes about it it's quite interesting so yeah i implore y'all to to have a read there yeah um but yeah i i mean i would say do it like if you've got if you've got a little theater community if you can fill the parts yeah Go for Go it. Go for it. It'll be fun. Because it would be so fun. And people, it just is a way to add things to your portfolio, yep. to add your repertoire as a learning curve. Yeah. Like, these, yeah. there's so well, much for you to do here. And also, I don't I don't know if you ever feel this. I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but it's a thing I feel. It's, it's like, mm, it's like a librarian feeling sad for the books that don't get checked out very often. And then, like, mm-hmm. checking them out just for fun so that, like, they get off the shelf for a little bit. Um, yeah. And there's definitely some personification of inanimate objects going on in here. But when you put on a piece <laughs> of art that people don't put on very much, I think there's worth in that, too. Because, like, 
it keeps it alive. And then that many more people have heard about the thing to bring it forward in their lives and like keeps it awake. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, it's easy for art to die if no one does it, especially in this kind of world where our art exists in doing. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, we re- yeah, you really do need, you need, you need to champion the things you love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like even, you know, you know uh, philosophical posturing aside, like just as far mm-hmm. as the musical theater business works, MTI mm-hmm. or Sam French or whoever licenses this show, if people don't do it enough, eventually the license will languish and they won't put the effort into keeping it, you know, keeping a box somewhere with the City of Angels scripts in them. Um, exactly. We're certainly far off from that happening, but it's worth it for mm-hmm. people to perform these things. Totally, totally. So if you like it, do it. Do it. If you like it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'm nothing without you. No hero. A zero, that's me. With you by my side. There's no better guide on how to be all I So, Tommy, that was City of Angels. That was City of Angels, Jimmy. Your least favorite musical. Untrue. Cats is you worse. Hate it so much. <laughs> Cats is worse. Even I would agree with that. See? See. But I ain't saying Cats is bad. Ha ha ha. I don't know how we um, remain friends. Um, <laughs> exactly. I know. Nobody knows. It's like, um, did you, you, you didn't watch Lost, did you? No, I got lost after the first season. Ha! Hey, cool. Well, I won't finish that statement. Um, would you like to know what we're doing next week? Absolutely. Hey, Tommy, next week's really special. Yes. Why? Do you know? Do you know why? I do. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> Read my mind. Um, no, why? Why is next we, week special, Jimmy? Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna have a special guest. What? Right? How exciting is that? We're gonna get some actual. A natural person with knowledge. Right, not just us. <laughs> right. An expert in the field is going to be joining us. You make it sound um, like they're an expert in the field, like they're going to be like a biologist or something. <laughs> hey, that's me. I'm the one with the biology degree. No, they have a degree in music. So that's, you know, you can't get more expert than that. That's true. That's true. But what would we be talking about? Well, let's find let's out, find shall out. we? You've got a quiz question hey, for us, don't you? I do. Starts off with a fact. What? Tommy. Fact quiz question, all in one. A quiz. Um, Tommy, did you know that um, famous composer John Williams, the man, um, worked uh, on arranging the score for the 1971 film version of Fiddler in the Roof? Ooh, how interesting. Did you know that? I, I know that now. You do? Um, we've talked about Fiddle on the Roof though, so we ain't gonna be ain't gonna be doing that. No. Um, look, we'll listen to the Fiddle on the Roof podcast, everyone. Um, now, to our knowledge, 
he's only ever arranged one other song from musical theater mm-hmm. to appear in a film. The song is the title song of next week's musical. What a question. What a question. And what a song. That's true. What a song. Mm. What could it be? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> if you would like to get in contact with either of us, I'm Musical Mash on Twitter and Musical Theater Mash on YouTube. And I am Asin Hendricks on Twitter and YouTube. And you can get in touch with us both over on Twitter at Jim and Tomic. Or you can go to our website, jimandtomic.com, which has a link to the Reddit discussion, which is a thing you should check out. Absolutely. I think we're recru- we're starting to recruit more and more people to Reddit. So we it's should true. Uh, work something out there. Probably. Hey, dear Reddit, send money. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it works, right? I think that's how it works. Um, and we would love you to go and tell your friends. And hey, by the way, people who have left us reviews. You're so nice. You're so nice. We were cheesing. Last week. Absolutely cheesing. Cheesing? Very, very nice. That's a word you made cheesing. up. Cheesing. Yeah, like cheesing, like, ah. It's not, like, it sounds like you're making cheese. I'm cheesing. Just churning this. I did, I did make cheese as an aside. I just did pasteurized and milk and stuff. Well, there you but, go. Um, did you do it while you were from... reading iTunes reviews? Well, I was cheesing reading iTunes reviews. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You're such a, you're um, such a double cheeser. Thank you. Uh, and if you would like to leave us a review... Uh, if you feel compelled to, that would be really nice too. And then we can cheese all over you too. Gross. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. So we shall see you next Wednesday. Ta-da. Ciao. And then um, when the heron landed, uh-huh. uh, they wanted me to um, leap away and then swim. And to do that, I had to put myself into a like headstand or like a neck stand, Whoa. really. Uh-huh. Um, and then kick my legs like that. Uh-huh. So it looks like I was swimming uh-huh. down. Um, and I couldn't do that. Well. So there you go. And I tried very hard and I almost broke my neck. And that was when they were like... You can just hop away. And I was like, thank <laughs> like, you. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. you for letting me not injure myself. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.